0: Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch The Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you our listeners with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. But most important, we'd love to answer your question related to heating, air conditioning in your home or business. So send those in to inch, by inch at peterinch.ca, and you'll be entered in a draw to win a smart thermostat at the end of the month. Good morning, Mr. Gilbert. Morning, Mr. Rich. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, we're taping Gain on Thursday. Beautiful sunny day.
1: Yes, but there's another environment canada has got another weather warning so they said not to get too excited about it
0: we're not going to talk about that i don't want any more snow right now i have a beautiful ice rick my whole backyard because i get a lot of water from all the neighbors Mm. and it froze so even the dog it looks like it's you know walking on ice and slipping
1: and so so you put your curling rocks out take them from inside the house put them outside the house it's a little bumpy so, so it's curly nice. Well,
0: these are huge, like you might call paw prints all over the whole. thing. Okay, all right. But, uh, it, it would be nice to get that all melted.
1: But then get you'd to have my, to you'd have to grab a stick from the curling club as well in order to play.
0: Uh, yeah, I would. I have I have one in my locker. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, that I forget every game and I have to go out and get it. We can see. Dan now reminds me, did you
1: bring get, your stick? Yeah. Yes. So we
0: have to. Now we are. Um, the Olympics are done.
1: Yes, all over closing ceremonies. Uh, there's lots of stuff on social media about the athletes coming home and their warm and gracious welcome as their families greet them at the airports. Yeah, and it's great.
0: We came home with a one bronze medal
1: in curling. Yes, in curling. Yeah, and it's interesting because people know uh, how what curling means to me. So you know, there's lots of questions they seem to want to ask you about. Uh, why Canada didn't medal, but well, yeah.
0: everybody's calling for a curling summit.
1: Yeah, I saw that on the on the uh, that that people seem to think that obviously uh, the rest of Canada isn't satisfied that the Canadian curlers didn't bring home a medal, so um, they want. I guess everybody wants input now on what they think would be best for our curlers to. Um, I just you know I just think we need to. Just close down the slam, those European teams aren't allowed to come and play us anymore.
0: Well, two things. And being there, being at the Briar and Scotties, and then being at the uh, the Worlds, and then being at the Olympics. The pressure at the Olympics is nothing compared to those what they feel at those other events. Um, and what I always say to people is, when we're at the World Championship or we're at the Briar or the Scotties, there's about 4 to 5 million people. Watching, right. But when you go to the Olympics, there's 40 million people watching, and a lot of them don't have curling knowledge, so their their criticism can be pretty sharp. Yes. And if the players get that criticism, they can take it to heart, and it can demoralize you pretty quick. But
1: it's true. Yeah. And let's let's face it. Um, You know, Canada has. It's like any sport that you, if you dominate it for such a long time, uh, other countries just don't want to be dominated. They will find a way to uh, increase their skill level, and the rest of the world has done that in curling. So uh, those, those teams, some of those teams, fr- we'll take, will take a Sweden, for instance. That, that team, their job, it's their job is to curl. So they are at the gym and on the curling nights every single day. So they don't have to go to a nine-to-five and then and then try to fit uh, their curling or their gym in after that. That is their job. So a lot of people don't understand that, you know, that those countries are fully funded, and obviously there's a lot of pressure on them to perform as well because being a fully funded athlete, you are expected to perform well.
0: Well, and, and the difference between us and a lot of countries are which team is our top team? Right. We've got five six
1: that it, could compete at the olympics yes right
0: and so the challenge we get into is when we talk about funding a team well which one do you fund right now like the top probably four teams are all funded through uh, curling canada and, and own the podium and, and and sport canada they're all funded that way now they're not funded to the level that uh, sweden or china or you know, Korea, all of those are funded. But if we want to get down to one team, that's the team, okay, we could fund them to be professional curlers and, and not work. But you got all these other teams that are going to be pretty upset when you do that. Right. So it will be interesting if they hold a summit or they just decide to, to take it amongst themselves and work on it and see what they can do.
1: Well, it's also, I mean, the, the timeline between when... As Gushu said, they hadn't played a game in a month. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't put your curling peak on hold. So when you get out in an event, I mean, the best thing to do is in the next couple of weeks is to play in that event as well because you're still, you, you know, you're still peaking at that point in time or you're still playing well. But to take a month off of curling and then just step out on the ice and expect to be 90%, it just doesn't happen.
0: I did that. You know, we got shut down for COVID. And then I came back and played my best game of the year.
1: A single game. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you do the next one? Uh, we lost. Okay.
0: And we lost. So, yeah. yeah. So, But for one game, I was hot.
1: One you know, game. Yes.
0: With focused, intense, everything was happening. Now, Briar starts in a week. Yes. A week uh, Sat today, well, the Briar will be going on. And then a year... It will be here in London, Ontario.
1: And then the Women's Worlds is coming up, too. Yeah, in uh, Prince George. In Prince George, B.C., yep.
0: So that will be interesting. but Well, because curling. the
1: good thing is is that Team Anderson actually gets to play in a world event. Yeah. So they're third-time Canadian champion. This will be the first time they get to play in the Worlds.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's we'll see how they do. Hopefully they bring home the gold. That would be nice.
1: Yes. Now, Steve,
0: 550.
1: I, you know what? I don't want to hear about it until we hit 1,000 because 1,000 yeah. is the goal. We're, so. we're moving. Okay. I'm glad we're moving. Moving yeah. up.
0: And you're going to be interviewing? Craig Hearn. Craig Hearn, our newest uh, founder. Yeah. And uh, he's going to come on. Now, we got to get to a, a question here in the mailbag. says, with all the rain, will that affect my furnace or air conditioner?
1: Um, well, it does. A, it, I guess it. I guess it, it affects it in a bunch of different ways. Um, the rain, obviously, if it's coming into the basement, going to affect your furnace because if if your if your sump pump has failed or you just got a leak, just because we have, you know spring runoff and the ground being frozen, um, if it ever gets into the blower compartment of your furnace, it's going to cause some problems. So, just just the just the moisture and the dampness. So um also it's going to affect it's going to change the humidity level in your house so you've you've been running humidifiers and trying to get the place moist and all of a sudden this weather warms up it's going to be pretty humid in your home so there's going to be some adjustments that you have to make as well um those are the only two points i can think of right off the top of my head unless you've got something else that you want to add
0: what about those big ice chunks that are going down the river and they're flooding into cottages and you know, I saw a car and trees and maybe there's an air conditioner floating down the river. <laughs> <laughs> but if they get flooded like that with water, you well, basically yes. need to replace that air conditioner.
1: Yeah, if that if that yes, if if things if things get that high or if your equipment is submerged, it's not designed to be submerged. It's so uh, you're just going to in, you may start having to replace parts. And given the age, it's probably just time to maybe consider replacing the whole thing, depending on what, what has happened to it.
0: Now, if they had an air conditioner cover on it, it might have saved it for five minutes.
1: Not Be- even, before sorry. The, yeah. Before the, yeah. the you know, what? got under
0: the cover. So.
1: Oh, my. So. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not buying that. I, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to take, I'm going to take the fifth on that.
0: Well, just think of all the rain that was prevented from getting in an air conditioner if it had a cover on it.
1: So then washing them that we tell people to do.
0: Yeah, but that's for like five, ten minutes, not all day long, pouring rain. And
1: what about all the rooftop units that sit on people's, on, on commercial buildings' roofs? Yeah.
0: They only last five or six years because they're not covered.
1: Well, they last longer than five or six years. Okay. Yep. You, get your cover if you have it.
0: <laughs> Order that central air <laughs> cover. Get that on there. Okay. Well, we're going to... Um, you're listening to the Inch by Inch the Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning.
1: And we will be right back. So welcome back to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. My name is Steve Gilbert. Uh, just to let you know, when we're not in the, uh, on, the, on the radio, you can always reach us, our phone number at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. Um, as you know, uh, I've been doing the interviews for... Uh, some of our co workers and founders here at Peter Inch and Associates. And today I have the pleasure of um, introducing a not only co worker, co founder now, and a friend, uh, Mr. Craig Hearn. How are you, Craig?
2: I'm great. How are you, Steve?
1: Wonderful. So, how are things?
2: Things are great. Uh, I'm like I'm excited for this new venture.
1: Yeah, yeah so um, you. Uh, when all this was coming on you you thought that you're just going to come on and kind of be an employee but since you've seen us in action you've had a change of heart
2: I have uh, yeah I just came on originally I just wanted to work uh, work my work my butt off the company make some money make everybody happy but then after I see uh, how cohesive everybody is like we always were uh, it's just uh, yeah it's it's rewarding to see so I want to be part of that I want to be all in you know
1: that's awesome so um Just uh, some of the things. So what I do with with the other guys is just I just kind of ask them some simple questions, and then they kind of give me some just some feedback on their on their days. But so one of the questions I ask them is, um, like all technicians have things that they that they love to do, and they also have things that they hate to do. So, like what's one of the things that you really really don't like to do as a service technician?
2: Uh, I'm not really a great plumber. I can I can plumb, <laughs> but I don't want to.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, I got it. Okay. Yeah. So, is there a story behind that, or something? Did you have a plumbing experience that you just didn't like? Or I'd rather
2: not go into it at this point. Oh, though. okay. All yeah. oh, oh, right. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, I I didn't I didn't even get to the part where. So you're what you do for Peter and Soon Associates is you are a service technician. So that means you fix stuff, you maintain it what else do you do? Uh,
2: Just uh, customer service. Uh, It's really big for me. I want to make sure the customer knows exactly what's going on, uh, give them all the options possible, and then let them make the informed decision. I can gladly fix it. I would prefer to fix it, but at the end of a a furnace's life or whatever, uh, it doesn't make any sense to fix it. So then at that point, I'd offer another option.
1: Nice. Okay. And so then on the other side of that coin then is the like what's what's something that you really that you'd love to do? So what what what's your passion uh, when it comes to working as a service tech?
2: I love fixing equipment. Anything, anything really. I just love to get my hands on it, uh, rip it all apart, uh, figure it out, troubleshoot it, and uh, see the customer's face at the end is really rewarding. So
1: cool. All right, and um, you've been doing this for how long now? Uh, since April '97. April nineteen ninety seven. So that's quite a long time.
2: Yeah, it's a fair amount of years, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool.
2: Yeah, it's. uh, I figure I've learned something new on each job, and if you can, uh, you know, uh, get better at every job you do, you're going to hone your skills and uh, just make yourself a better tech.
1: Yeah. So and then let's. uh, You have a bit of a following.
2: Uh yeah, they drink the Craig Kool-Aid I
1: <laughs> So, and so you've got customers that uh, just love working with you.
2: Correct. Yeah, once you get to know someone, I I think it's more it's more it's not just a customer, you build a customer base, you want to have them for years. So, I think it's really important that you engage them in what you're doing. You can bring them downstairs, they can watch you. There's nothing to hide. It's all just honest, ethical service. That's all.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so yes, because I I listen. Uh, you've you've had some uh, times when you've recommended that they get a replacement, and so I get to go out and, and uh, have a, have a talk with them. And I mean, it's crazy that they say, "Oh, I love Craig. He's the only person I want to have in my house." And it's actually it's quite it's quite great. Do they uh, talk like that? Uh, well, no. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> No, they don't really talk like that, but it helps the story, right? So yeah, yeah. but it's just it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, well, it's not interesting. It just speaks a lot to your character as uh, not only as a person, but as a technician, um, because they really they feel really comfortable with you because you you take a lot of time to educate them on on what's going on. So you know, kudos to you. That's awesome.
2: I may mean, have to also give a kudos to my parents, who my dad was a teacher, so. I think, ah. I think I may get it a little bit honestly, so we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, so yeah. yeah, you you have a you have a chance. You'd like to pass on education as well.
2: Yes, and I do like to train young guys, uh, teach them the right way. So that's a big thing for me. If they can, if they have a good positive base, then they can learn better from there. So.
1: Oh, cool. Well, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. So um, another thing about about you that people may not realize is that you kind of got a. Um, what should I say? You've got... Um,
2: a love for food? Yes. Yes.
1: A love for food. And not right. just, not, let's just, not just <laughs> any food. You've got a love, you, you like to, you've got a smoker.
2: I do have a smoker. I got it during COVID. It, uh, it gave me something else to do with my time. So my wife and I, my wife is a great cook. She's amazing. Uh, we like to cook together. So we, uh, during COVID, we used to prepare meals for people who couldn't get out in our family. So we would go deliver them meals like brisket she would do all the extra sides yeah it was really it was rewarding to do so
1: and, but it's i mean you take it really seriously
2: i do yeah <laughs> uh, you want the food to taste good so i thought you know i think maybe a couple weeks ago uh, i did a 17 hour brisket beef brisket and i brought it into the my co my co-people here uh all of the uh, people under the building and i wanted to make sure they had a good a good sandwich Yes. Yes.
1: And um, what did I tell you about that sandwich?
2: I taped it. It was. Uh, it's on video because <laughs> I couldn't believe what you said. <laughs> I.
1: I've, so I've never had. Um, I. I'll be honest. I've never had a, like a beef brisket sandwich before. And so you were very specific on, on what layering. Yeah. On layering. preparing yeah. that sandwich in order for it to be uh, eaten properly. And I, I. I took one bite of that and I thought, oh my goodness. This is the best sandwich I've ever eaten in my entire life.
2: And when you said that, I had to get you to say it again on the video I, it, was, it, was, it was awesome to hear. So
1: yeah, I mean, and then and then I just I had to have more.
2: Yeah, you, you had you had your fair share. We'll say yes. Yeah,
1: but I just I just I mean, hats off to you. Uh, that so that passion that you put into your food. Yeah. Funny enough, you put the same passion into your work and into your customers.
2: Absolutely, I do. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the customers are the most important part of any business, really, because if you don't take care of them and, you know, swaddle them or however you want to say it, uh, they're not going to be your customers very long. So um, treat the customer right, treat them with respect, um, treat their home with respect, like care about everything you do in the home, and they will come back to you.
1: Awesome. And so just... So, Craig, you've got a family. There's uh, you, your wife, and...
2: My wife, my daughter, and a dog, uh, two dogs and a cat.
1: Oh, okay. So you've got furry friends as well. Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs) That's good. So it's important that on Saturday when this airs that you're going to get them to listen to this... this taping just so they can hear you right
2: yeah i'll try yeah i'll get to see they have enough time in their schedule <laughs>
1: oh and one other thing you're a huge uh, football fan too
2: i'm a huge bills mafia fan go bills yeah. so it's, it's, a little, it's a little sad this year but well maybe next year we'll see what happens
1: yeah and you know because you you used to have different you know when you and peter would kind of engage because he's he like likes Olsen's fan he so likes to fish brutal. right yeah. yeah
2: yeah i don't know well <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyways, what do you do? Everybody's got their own opinion, and that's allowed.
1: So. It is, and so um, you're excited about this. You're excited about this new venture that we're going on here.
2: Hey, I'm just one uh, important link in this chain we're building. This is going to be an awesome thing. That's all, that's all. I can say.
1: It is going to be an awesome thing. So we've been open for six weeks now, and you know, you've been fairly busy.
2: Yeah, really busy. Uh, we're getting great feedback from our customers already on online reviews. Uh, we do encourage people to go online if they do have any uh, comments at all about our service, and that does help us. So,
1: and that's at Peterinch.ca. Correct. Yeah, and so um, if if so, just listeners, if you want Craig, all you have to do is call our number two two six four nine nine three seven five two. You can ask for him specifically to come to your house, and uh, he'd be more than happy to, you know, assess your equipment, give it any repairs that it needs to repair he'll do a diagnostic on it and make sure that it's going to be safe for you. Right.
2: Absolutely. It's the key safety is number one. And then we go from there after that. So
1: awesome. Well, Craig time goes quick. That's our 10 minutes. I do appreciate uh, you sitting down with me and letting me ask you a few questions. Um, and you know what, just to let you know, uh, I'm, I can't be more happier that you've, that you're come on board and, and uh, we get to spend some more time together doing this thing. And um I really look forward to for the next 10 years with you. I'm excited. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay. So um, just want you're listening to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show uh, presented by Peter Inch & Associates, uh, Heating and Air Conditioning, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch & Associates, Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226 499 3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. So how was Mr. Hearn?
1: Uh, Craig's uh, his usual self. He's he's very um, effervescent and uh, he just is really passionate about what he does. So he comes he comes across very well. You'll hear that when you hear the interview.
0: Now what's that big word you said?
1: Effervescent. What's that mean? You know, Spot, I got to talk English to me. I am talking English to me. You experience effervescence every single day of your life. Really? Yeah, you do. From who? <laughs> that that you once you open the cap and you get that psst from that Coke? Yeah. That's effervescence. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was carbonated (laughs) air in there or something. Well, that's, see, part of effervescence is sparkling, bubbly. That's the, uh, that's the, that's Craig. That is Craig. (laughs) So
0: So we had another question to come in. It says, is there a system that will shut a furnace down if it detects smoke?
1: Ah, so uh, this is interesting because just lately, um, I've had a couple of uh, quotations that I've had to go out on uh, induct smoke detection. So it's really kind of interesting because uh, we haven't uh, had those calls for years, um, and uh, just lately, it, I mean, we had I had two in with within a week or two of induct smoke detection. So what what's happening is. Um, It'd be a common dwelling, so it's a semi or maybe a home which they're doing a renovation and putting an apartment down downstairs. So there's one main uh, heating, like a furnace, which does both areas. So you've got two areas of the house with two different families, and one heating appliance like a furnace. And so, the fire code says they don't want that to happen because you're living downstairs, I'm living upstairs you have a nap with your french fries in the oven and they burn and then all of a sudden something's going on and there's smoke and then if there's a common system that smoke will go into the other apartment and could potentially uh kill people right just from smoke inhalation or whatever so or there could be a fire spread so fire code has always been very specific on that stating that they wanted fire separation which they have to have and they have to have if there, was, if there was an opening with ductwork, they would want something called fire dampers put in place. And what a fire damper does is when it gets hot, it shuts that off so that there can't be any transfer of smoke from one apartment to the other. So um, when I got called out to these places, they had their order from, from the fire marshal, and they gave them a choice, which I found really interesting, but I think it's smart. It was either fire dampers or in smoke detection. And so uh, the customer says, you know, what should I do? And I said, well, index smoke detection is much less expensive than having to put fire dampers in every single register of your home. So I gave them a quote. So what happens, what it does is it's a smoke detector, which sits in the return air of your furnace, and it's connected to the furnace. So if your French fries are burning and creating smoke and possibly creating uh, could cause a fire... Once that smoke gets sucked into the return air system and it hits the furnace and hits that smoke detector, it shuts the furnace off completely. So then there can be no air or no smoke moving from one position of the house to the other. So um, that's a really long-winded answer to your question, but there are things that can create, that can shut your furnace off if there's a dangerous or there's smoke in, in the area.
0: So the answer is Yes. <laughs> short answer (laughs) now
1: what if i'm doing
0: (laughs) renovations in a basement like you know should like let's let's just say i'm going to make that into an apartment right is this something i should be looking at before i do those renovations well no because
1: obviously the drywall dust and everything i mean you're you're if you're doing renovations or if you're if you're planning on creating a second like an apartment where other people are going to be living in your home uh, you need to check with the fire marshal first or just it'll be because once you take that birding building permit out you know if it's going to be a separate dwelling within the house uh there are some rules and regulations that you're going to have to adhere to so like he are they called
0: the egress windows
1: or, yep so that you have you have to be able to have a like when you're renovating a basement these days and you're going to put a bedroom down there if you've got just a small three by one window that cannot be a bedroom um they just they won't they won't allow it now obviously you can get around that by not taking a building permit but don't get caught doing that because that's even going to be worse for you so you have to have a window if there's a bedroom in the basement you have to have a window which you can able that which you can escape from if there's a potential hazard in in the home
0: i was just thinking did you ever go out any windows when you were younger you know uh no 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 you never no. climbed out the back window jumped in the pool and well my
1: bedroom to... window was on the second floor and it wasn't a very good landing no no it wasn't, well, no good landing
0: yeah 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 i had I'd, i didn't have anything no no place to jump no pool you had a pool you could
1: have tried to hit the pool it never would have made it <laughs> my father was very smart about how he positioned that pool yeah yes to just so there would be none of that even because the garage was there and he even puts a shallow end at the garage end because he so, knew, he knew his boys, you know, if the deep end would have been closer to the garage, we'd have been up on the garage roof, kind of jump in the pool. He was smarter.
0: No tree close to the deep no, end?
1: No, no tree close to the deep end. Yeah. No. See, he took all the fun away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <we did. laughs> That's why you're still alive. Because yes. he took all the fun away. Yes. Yeah. So, now... I know electricians always say is if you're finishing the ceiling, not a drop ceiling, but a drywall ceiling, that you can't have any um, junction boxes covered. They got to be accessible.
1: Right or gas piping. So not all gas piping. You can't conceal like so. If you've got the black iron gas piping with the threaded um, couplers. Couplers. Or, yeah. That can't be concealed. So wherever there's a coupler, you need to have an access point because they have to be able to test that to make sure it's not leaking. You can run gas-tight, copper, as long as there's no joints in that across the finished ceiling. But if you're going to have joints in a gas pipe, if you're going to have uh, a gas shutoff, if you're going to have electrical junction box, all those things have to be accessible. So you just can't just drywall over top of them. Okay. So, you know, and as contractors... We hate drywall ceilings and basements anyways. We'd rather see a drop ceiling because, I mean, just for accessibility, because you're going to need to get in there at some point in time. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Um, whether it's a, a plumbing issue that you have, where the a sink is clogged up or something's gone on, or a bathtub which is which is leaked, it's going to happen. So you might as well just put in the... Cause, and they make nice drop ceilings nowadays,
0: Well, I'll tell you a funny story, but don't laugh too loud. I can't promise. So the Wi-Fi at my house hasn't been the best. You know, I'll be on a Zoom call and zoop, drops off. And, you know, now I'm calling in on my cell phone to try to get on the Zoom call. So I finally ran a wire from the... I moved the, um, the router and everything upstairs. So it's like within... 10 feet of my computer
1: so there's no reason for that signal to drop
0: but it still does so I finally ran a wire from the back of that right into my computer but it was run across the floor so middle of the night I'd trip on it or the dog would trip (laughs) on it so I said you know what I'm going to try to I got a drop ceiling in the basement so I'm going to try to get the wire down run it across and come up so in the office room I, I couldn't figure out where the where the hole, like, where I needed to put the hole to come up. Oh, so, my. So I get a, go to the register, take the register off. I get a screwdriver, and, and I'm pushing down on it, and it goes through. And I went, good. Now I'll just go down, take the drop ceilings off, and I'll see where that screwdriver is. I'll be good to go. I'm looking, 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 nothing. So I go into the drywalled. Uh, bathroom in the basement, and there's a screwdriver sticking through
1: the... <laughs> so, <laughs> sticking through the drywall.
0: Yep, the ceiling of in that basement, I'm, or in the uh, bathroom, and I'm going, okay, that Great. didn't work out very well. Great. So I can't run the wire, and now i got to repair the ceiling and repaint the whole ceiling. So <laughs> just be careful when you're trying to do that. So now I still trip on that wire every day. Wow. Yeah. So if we're going to take a quick break. Um, when you're, you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. And we will be right back. Well, welcome back to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226 499 3752 are always online at peterinch.ca now we uh, we did a job this week and a question came in kind of tying into the job that we're doing so it said i want to switch from gas to electric heat or can i have the best of both worlds
1: okay so um a lot of people wonder why you do that, but there's a, there's a, if you go online and go to Greener Home, it's a federal rebate program. If you go to Greener Home, there's a lot of uh, focus right now on reducing carbon emissions, so reducing your carbon footprint, and so the government is offering rebates on that. But so you're you're they're talking to you about um, reducing carbon emissions by burning less carbon, which means your gas furnace. So in this particular instance, um, one of our customers decided that they wanted to, um, get off natural gas completely in their home. So, uh, the ways to do that are, uh, there's solar panels on the roof. So she's doing green things that way, but also the customer was interested in just no gas whatsoever. So we're putting in what we call a heat pump system. So there is an air handler, which is like your furnace, and then it has um, electric elements in like your dryer. And And then it's attached to something that we call a heat pump. So it's a cold climate heat pump, like you would use, like they run for ductless type of equipment. It's just designed to run in really, really cold weather. So does
0: it hook up to the same ductwork in your home? Yeah,
1: connects to the same ductwork in the home, but it's using the heat pump to get heat from outside and bring it in to heat the house. So it's a very efficient system. And so she's going to get rebates on that for putting that system in and getting off of gas and reducing her carbon footprint.
0: Because an electric element is 100% efficient. It is. So even if she was running electric heat, it'd be 100%. Yes. But the heat pump is like two to
1: 300%. Or more. Yes, and so if yeah, that heat pump, for $1 of electricity it costs to uh, make, it's producing 4 to $5 worth of heat. So it's actually extremely efficient in what it does. And the more that outdoor unit runs, the less expensive it's going to be uh, to heat your home. And these new units are designed to... Uh, like. Older heat pumps were designed to shut off at about minus eight. You really couldn't get much heat out of them past that. But these new units are running at minus 15, minus 20, minus 25, and still providing heat for the home. And the more that runs, the less expensive it is to operate. So then you said the best of both worlds, um, because there, there's a hybrid program as well. And hybrid just means the mix of two. So you've got, you can put in a high efficiency gas furnace and pair it with a, a heat pump and there's some rebates for that as well so you should if, if you're having if you're having to replace your system these days you should really give some consideration about heat pump and what it can offer you because there, there is some rebates there and even if you didn't run it into the really cold weather um you can certainly run it in spring and fall and it's going to provide economical heat for your home as well as it will do, do air conditioning as well because a heat pump not only heats it cools the house as well
0: so if i'm thinking to replace my
1: air conditioner yep. i might upgrade it to a heat pump you can just depending on the furnace and you we just have to be we just have to look that stuff up to make sure that it hits the um, the ratings and the efficiencies that the government wants f- to get you a rebate program but um, we're doing more and more of that uh, every day because people are coming, are understanding that these programs are out there, and they're starting really starting to investigate them. So I could have a high efficiency
0: gas furnace, yes, and a heat pump, yes, and the
1: it would decide what one is needed. Um, that's on the control side of things, so that that um, there was a hybrid heat pump program that we just finished. And there was a particular thermostat from an energy company that was doing some of that management system. So, um, not saying that we can't do that, but we we won't. What we would do is we would tell the thermostat, "Listen, at minus ten, I want you to to run the gas furnace no matter what happens." Um, just because there's less heat available at minus ten. Not saying that that heat pump can't find heat at minus ten, but you. you There's just a there'd be more programming that's involved in just setting the parameters up in order for that to run properly. So,
0: I can either go right off gas, put electric in. Yes. Now, what about a water heater? Have to do electric water
1: heater. Interestingly enough, uh, they make uh, a heat pump hot water heater, which is electric. So it's like your electric water heater, except it's got a heat pump component on top of it. So really. It's taking the heat from inside your house, inside, and it's converting it into energy to heat the hot water. And if it needs to, it'll, it'll bring on the electrical elements to heat it as well. Uh, so they're very efficient hot water heaters as well. So this particular customer is going completely off gas. And it was kind of interesting because I informed them, I said, so when you're off gas... There's no sense in you having that gas meter out there because you pay a monthly fee on that gas meter. And they went, oh, yeah. So yeah, the gas meter is going to be coming off, closing. Now, there'll still, be, there'll still be a live feed to that house. So if a new homeowner comes in and, and wants to put gas in again, they can certainly do that. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, right? Yeah. A
0: lot, lot, you know, I think of the heat pumps back when I first started. Right. You know, we were really big in heat pumps, and then they kind of faded away, and now they're coming back. So what's old is new again. Yes. So maybe I'm a young person again then, Steve, you know, because I was young back then. I think then. it must be the, all the Coke you drink. Yeah, well-preserved. Yes, so. yes. Now, we also had a, a question come in that says, what services
1: do Peter Inch and Associates offer? That's a good question. So... Um, Heating, all heating. So we do uh, furnaces, whether that is going to be gas, propane, electric. We do not do oil, unfortunately. We don't have an oil technician on staff, so we cannot do oil. But we can do um, we can do gas, propane, electric uh, furnaces. Uh, we do air conditioning. We do heat pumps. We do um, indoor air improvement through certain products like fresh air using ventilation systems or uh, filtration systems. So we can filter air down to a very small particle. We do ultraviolet purification. We do humidification. We do dehumidification, um, as well as we do gas gas fireplaces and water heaters. Have I missed anything? Oh, infrared tubes. If you live in uh, certain areas of the city, you'll have something called a magic pack, which is a furnace... You'll probably find it in the closet. Uh, it's got a grill uh, to the outside wall. They're very, there's a lot of them in London. We do magic packs, um, all kinds of stuff.
0: And what brands do we sell?
1: Brands. We do Peter Inch and Associate brands. But um, we do our, our, we've aligned ourselves with a Carrier. So a Carrier is um, our furnace and air conditioner manufacturer that we use. We also do a little bit of work with uh, Mitsubishi on their uh, Zuba heat pump systems or their ductless heat pump systems. Uh, Carrier has those as well. Um, And then in fireplaces, we use uh, Kingsman, which is out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, and also Continental, which is out of Wolf Steel, which is in Barrie, Ontario. So um, a lot of, um, it's nice to just be working with some Canadian companies as well. What other brands are you looking for?
0: Hot water heaters. We
1: use AO Smith for tanks. We use Renai for tankless. We also do some Rheem product as well.
0: There you go. (laughs) Now, Now, there is, you know, like you say, dealing with Canadian companies. Hopefully, we don't have to deal with shortages of products or shipping problems trying to get it across the border. Right. You know, we can get it. Shipped in Canada, hopefully, and, yes. and be able to deal with that. But yes, we are stocking quite a bit that make sure that we have product on hand when we need it. Yes, and uh, you sold one yesterday, and we're putting it in today.
1: Yes, we uh, had, we had a no, we had a no heat come in, and um, we were able to get out there quickly. Um, customer decided that they wanted to proceed with us, so we got them an install date the next day.
0: Now, I don't want a lot of thinking because we don't have a lot of time. Okay uh briar winner who's it going to be
1: for for this year Yep. who's winning the briar brad jacobs
0: okay we're the same so i hope i hope they do when we're not on the radio you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always at peterinch.ca Remember, if you have a question, email that in to inchbyinch at peterinch.ca and we'll answer that on our next show. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.